0: for uh, thank you for coming out tonight what a blessing to be able to share together and uh, in the word of God and um, the Lord has orchestrated by his will that um, I share the sixth miracle in John the healing of the man born blind and I've already started that in a message just the introduction to that but looking at us more into that because it goes for the whole chapter nine if you want to turn there. And it even leads. The Lord Jesus used the illustration of that even in chapter ten, but we won't be looking that far tonight. But and, um, yeah, John rang me yesterday. Um, said he was too crook, and the Pastor had already mentioned that I could fill in if needed, and he thought he would try the antibiotics. He had a bit of a chest infection, as he does get. Time to time, and it, yeah, it's in the recovery. You can get better, but then, it's, as you know, the recovery with the cough and all that. So that we will get to hear from him another time, Lord willing, soon. And um, but as we we'll look tonight, again, this is the sixth of the seven miracles, and I keep mentioning there is eight. We have the miracle of the resurrection, but what Jesus was doing in showing. Himself to be the Son of God in, as John refers to as signs, and uh, but let's um, I'll look at the. I'll read. We'll read a few verses and then I'll pray and then we'll get into the message. And I'm not going to read the whole chapter. We'll look at different verses as we come to what the Lord has led me to look at in the outline tonight. And the outline's on Telegram and um, looking at the power of God displayed, developed and deployed. And point one being demonstration, point two, development and the deliverance as we see the man's full faith by the end of 41 in the Lord Jesus Christ and what he went through and what the Lord encouraged him in as he well the lord did an amazing work in helping him from his blindness to see and may the lord bless us as we read let's read from verse six and i'll read to when the neighbors respond to the miracle and then we'll stop there and we'll look at other verses verse six when he had thus spoken this is chapter nine He spat on the ground and made clay of the spittle, and he anointed the eyes of the blind man with clay. And he said unto him, Go wash in the pool of Siloam, which is by interpretation sent. And he went his way therefore and washed and came seeing. The neighbours therefore, and they which before had seen him that he was blind, said, is not this he that sat and begged? Some said this is he, others said he is like him, but he said he said, I am he. Therefore said they unto him, How were thine eyes opened? He answered and said, A man that is called Jesus made clay and anointed mine eyes, and he said unto me, Go wash in the pool of Siloam and wash, and I went and washed and I received sight. And then the conversation goes on, and we'll pray, but we'll look at some other points in some verses there in getting the context of what the Lord would have me to share tonight. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for each one that has come out tonight. And, Lord, yes, we are aware of different illnesses and sicknesses. People are not able to be with us, even our own pastor and his wife, Jill. And we do pray your hand upon them and their healing, Lord, comfort and encourage them as they know your presence and and power lord in their lives and even in their ministry even not being able to be here in body but in spirit lord we know they're praying for us and may we pray for them as you bless them and for Caleb who had that even today they had that surgery on his knee lord and that lord is that they've been able to do a good job we pray and um in helping his knee there and we pray for his recovery and the pain management and all that lord and you help him to get back on his feet as a young man he is and we just pray you'll undertake and that he will know you in a special way lord in this time your presence with him lord and comfort father we do thank you for graham and he's able to even travel back we heard today uh, Uh, from from South Australia there and having seen his brother and yet from the recovery of the heart attack Lord and we commit the follow up appointments and Lord treatment if there need be in uh, what needs to be done Lord so we commit that to you into your hands as Lord we uh, pray for wisdom and guidance with the specialist Lord in that and we just want to thank you Lord for the young people tonight that are here Lord and It's a blessing and as they can encourage each other in the Lord too and as they are, Lord, built up in the most holy faith as we hear from the word tonight, as they will be challenged and encouraged, Lord, we pray. Father, we want to think of Israel. We pray for them, the people, the government, through the very trying and very difficult time they're going through, Lord. And um, Lord, we know... They are your people and Lord, we know that Andrew, we pray for him and Rachel and the children as they are testifying to opportunities of even being able to witness, Lord, to some religious Jews, Lord, as there is great anxiety and fear and uncertainty in the nation at this time through what they've been going through, Lord. And thank you for those open opportunities and as Andrew is seeking to reach out and to get the literature out also and also that has all already gone out that it may even be taken more heed to in that warning that was given of judgment lord that comes from being wicked and and sin against you lord god so we pray and know and we do pray for the peace of israel as you are aligning the nations and working all things out according to your will in bringing that about lord and we are excited at. at knowing that your will will be done, not only in that nation, but in the nations and in this world, Lord. And, and, and uh, your kingdom will come, Lord, and you will be glorified, Lord, by the nations, Lord. And uh, we ask these things now as we want to remain faithful ourselves in these uncertain times, not to be discouraged or disheartened, Lord, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. All right last time we looked at the disciples that's why I didn't read because we'd looked at the first five verses there which involved the disciples especially uh, in the last message they're in consideration as we see from verse 2 because they asked they're they're fleeing from chapter 8 from the um, religious leaders picking up stones the Jews there to, to stone Jesus there in verse 59 and he was able to Go through the midst of them and pass by. And then on that way out, we believe, somewhere near the temple, he passes this man that is born blind, which we see from verse 1. But the disciples, we see that we looked at their inconsideration. Um, like we understand in their lack of faith, too, instead of compassion, as our Lord Jesus had been showing by example in, the, in his ministry to them. Um, they were just trying to make conversation, strike up talk, you could say. That's all it was, just to en- engage in the awkward moment. And um, the cultural conformity of the day, especially with beggars, let alone those that were blind, invalids. Um, and this one, we understand, knew nothing about Jesus, which we'll see tonight. He knew He didn't know it, so obviously no one was taking any notice or helping him in any way. He was having to fend for himself as a beggar. But Jesus, the Lord Jesus was going to do something. And this leads us into the miracle as we'll be looking and doing something in moving forward in his ministry, in advancing it while he was there as he explains in verse for I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. And he has um, the resource to do it. And he wanted to show why he came. And he wanted to pass it on. And when we think from an earthly perspective in business, and I don't want to um, undermine uh, this The power of God in any way but just using it as an illustration people businesses want to purchase they want people to purchase their product that's how they make money Um, they make a product and they sell it and for a bit extra than what they made it for because and they they market it they advertise it but like Jesus wasn't marketing um, we know that eternal life is a free gift to all who believe, and but um, but when we think of like businesses, they show you how much better their products—that's what they seek to prove—can do for you, much more than others that no one else is on their level of standard, and for the price you need to pay. And so, when we think of that, they. Demonstrate their products, whether it be on advertising or whether it be at a field day or a show or a fair of some, a trade fair. Um, Or they go around different companies, and that's how you people see and they understand what they see, and that's people like to see before they buy. But uh, like, I remember watching a documentary as we look at this first point: demonstration. In verse 6 and 7, as the Lord demonstrates the power of God, he gets straight into it. And um, the A380, that's a big jet airplane. It's the biggest in the world that's passenger air, aircraft that's ever been made. And I remember seeing a documentary that was made by Airbus in Europe, and they wanted to show, they wanted to demonstrate even before they had built it um, that this to the world's airline industry that this plane was going to be bigger it was going to be smarter it was going to be safer and it was going to be the future of airline travel and it was a double-decker plane big jet and it was going to be to. and, and when they were marketing it it was going to be able to take hundreds of more passengers all at once And it was going to be more comfortable because there was going to be more room. And it was just going to be a a win-win for both the airline and for passenger and their comfort. And also, when they started building it, um, I remember Jeff Dixon was the CEO at the time. And he and the board went over to Europe and as they were building it, and when they finished building it, they had this documentary, and then they even brought it to Australia. So they could and their pilots had already been learning to test flight and just to see what they really thought and what some of this their shareholders thought and all that you know that demonstrate it. and our Lord wanted to display if he can he, he wanted to display to the world that's in the in the Gospel of John as John portrays it, not only to the Jews and not only to his disciples but to the world that he can meet human needs day by day as the author of life the author of salvation and he can sh- he can sh- he wanted to also in that share the truth of spiritual blindness and we'll see there's a sh- there's a sermon in this that he is sharing as he confronts the Pharisees, and we'll see that towards the end of the message at the or well, the end of the chapter. And so with our like thinking, we're thinking you have to confront, you have to confront people with what you're trying to display, you're trying to demonstrate. And generally it's people who not really like when we think from World perspective. Advertising's a real has to be um, very uh, creative because a lot of people don't realise they don't need a lot of stuff. And but when confronted by something awesome, and this is what this miracle was going to be, as all the miracles were, but this one more particular because this man was not only blind but he had been blind from birth. And when we think of being confronted, which seemed only the man healed when we see through the passage was the only one that really, truly appreciated what the Lord Jesus did. And it was an awesome power. And when you think, like when we think back to the A380 aeroplane, it's going to be my illustration throughout this whole um, message, each point. The cost is a staggering. Each plane, three hundred to four hundred million dollars. They actually don't make them anymore. They were just too big. The engines they had to build, Rolls Royce used a lot of fuel to get them off the ground, and they still use them, but they're not making them anymore. They've got Boeing came out with more of a streamlined jet, which used a lot less fuel, even though you don't get as many people on it. But it hasn't been an issue that they people. It was just affordability. But anyway, at the time, it would have to be good if you were going to pay that much money. And a lot of, because you've got to consider in these things, there's a lot of planning, there's a lot of resources, a lot of testing, a lot of people, a lot of infrastructure, massive. This was, but when we think of this, um, the Lord Jesus was confronting people with a, What was an eternally developed plan, which was planned from eternity past to go into eternity, to last forever, to all who would receive, to believe and will receive and believe. And verse 3. Oh, well, verse 3 talks about that because the eternally developed plan. Neither has this man sinned nor his parents after the Lord Jesus answering the questions of the disciple that the works of God should be made manifest in him. A man who has never seen the beauty of God's creation or or the faces of his loved ones was about to see in this wonderful plan. And the... The whole key idea of this point of demonstration, as I've already mentioned, the power of God displayed to man through the important thing is obedience, which was in verse 7 Go, go wash in the pool of Siloam. And he went. And when he washed, he came seeing. He was healed immediately. The man was healed. And we know the Lord Jesus has applied various methods in his miracle. He Just speaking the word of his power and people were healed. Touching people's eyes and people could see. But we know that even though those methods were different, the healing power was the same. The author of man, God, who made man, the Lord Jesus Christ, people... Because he knew that people would focus on the process instead of the message. And there's many things we don't actually know because maybe they would just be too much of a distraction from the true message. And it's like when children focus on the gift more than the giver, and we try and teach them to thank those who have given them the gift and to, in appreciation, of being given something of the thought you know the thought we're teaching the thought that counts regardless of whether you like it or not right like, and um, and maybe verse 6 I want to th- we see him making Lord Jesus a mixture of moistened clay and I know when maybe you think oh this takes us back and it, it you can't think of creation when we know this is the original author of man, when we were made from the clay, the dust of the ground, and man bre- and God breathed into man's nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. and And so Jesus here used the medium of clay, the actual power of Him to he- um, to heal was in Him alone, though. It, and and there was one command, as I've mentioned, go. And it reminds me of Adam and Eve. They had one command in the Garden of Eden to obey, and we know to not eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And 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 as man, we broke that we sinned against God. And there's a quote, such a simple thing to obtain his sight by going and washing, but having obeyed, he was cured. Sometimes it's too simple, and it's so simple, the gospel, that so many people just don't obey it. They don't obey, and they don't believe. The blessing still comes down today by the way of obedience to God through his Son. And the results there were immediate, and when we believe on the Lord Jesus Christ in repentance and faith, it's, it's immediate. The Holy Spirit indwells us. Immediately, and we, we and end of verse 7 as we see that proof, he came seeing after he washed the awe and wonder of this. Physically blind, no more, in darkness, no more, having to beg, no more, seeing people for the first time. Seeing creation for the first time and the colours and and the beauty and the wonder of it all. This was, um, it was not the product that did it as I am emphasising the mud. This was the manifestation of the works of God through obedience. And another quote, a genuine work of grace always turns people into useful members of society. End of quote. And he came back. And uh, he already had a testimony, and we see what that leads into. When, when we think of Job, I just want to consider Job in chapter thirty-eight. At his lowest ebb, by the end of verse thirty-seven, we know from the start of Job he lost his children, he lost his possessions, his income. And he had been judged quite harshly by his friends. Even up to the end of chapter 37, they finish. And then God speaks to Job. And then the Lord answered Job in verse 1 of 38, out of the whirlwind and said, and firstly, we see in verse 2, he rebukes those acquaintances. Who is this that darkeneth counsel by the words without knowledge? And then he encourages Job. And we haven't heard From Job up until now for a while. Gird up now thy loins like a man, for I will demand of thee and answer thou me. Where wast thou when I laid the foundations of the earth? Declare it if thou hast understanding. Who hath laid the measures thereof if thou knowest? Or who hath stretched the line upon it? Whereupon are the foundations thereof fastened? Or who laid the cornerstone thereof? And I'll just read two more verses. When the morning stars sang together and all the sons of God shouted for joy... Or who shut up the sea with the doors when it break forth as if it had issued out of the womb? God spoke of His awesome power to Job, His infinite wisdom, and Job's getting back on his feet. He is, enc- it encourages him much as we see because from such tragedy um, that he had experienced, and and. In chapter forty-two, God opens through this, right through those next chapters of His awesome power and wonder. Job spiritualized in a new and living way, and we read that in verse one of chapter forty-two. Then Job answered the Lord and said, "I know that Thou canst do everything, and that no thought can be withholden from Thee. Who is He that hideth?" Counsel without knowledge therefore have I uttered that I understood not things too wonderful for me which I knew not such a blessing that was to him and such a comfort to Job that was such a comfort to the man born blind also under his tragic circumstances of, that he had experienced all his life and God's power can help us see what our real needs are what god's real purpose is and um it is going to it's not going to be an easy road as this man as we're about to see is about to find out no um if we would only trust and obey in the go of god the rest is in god's hands and 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 what will happen as we trust as we put our faith what he promises us is something that we've never seen before as we've been in darkness, just not, not only in sin before salvation and blinded, but uh, in ignorance and in disobedience in, in that separation of fellowship with God, we can miss out on so much blessing. This should cause us to be concerned, be, to have a fear. And so when we... I, 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 I was thinking of 1 Corinthians 2.9... But as it is written, the Apostle Paul writes, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him, that show their true faith and obedience to him in loving him. And that's wonderful. And I know some people use that in the context of heaven, but in prayers and that, but it's not even in the context of talking about heaven. It's... it's. Um, It's that love and obedience to his will and way. And so the demonstration revealing from eternity past was planned to the day in this man's life, to the hour, to the minute, for Messiah, the Lord Jesus' earthly ministry. And I think of like those planned, like, Times like Jonah and the, and the big fish that was there at that right moment. And there's others too. And God's providential planning and purpose in accomplishing his will. In helping us to bring us back to himself and to see his way. Jesus is willing still to reveal himself to you and me. And maybe we have or you have mud in your eyes. You're at that point. And, and it's just so irritating because of the conviction of sin from the word of God and we need to pray the washing of the word as we hear it and uh, it, it causes us to come to him in repentance in confession of that sin to, as the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us washes us and we can have that full restored fellowship with him and, and if we do that consistently and maintain that we can be able to see wonderful things as we read there in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9, that beyond our comprehension, that he wants to show and reveal to us for his glory. So next, the development, as we see the demonstration, and we go from verse 8, and that goes right through to 34. There's a lot of verses there. And we start off with the neighbours, as I read a few verses there, and then they bring him to the Pharisees. Because, yeah, they thought it was the right thing to do. In um, verse fifteen, or starting from fourteen. But look, let me. We'll look at some verses. We'll we'll go to them as I go through the point. There's a quote: "The light has dawned, but it would grow brighter." And when we think of the development of an aircraft that has been. Displayed, demonstrated. There is the, de- the development of training pilots. To for that to progress, you have to be trained, and not only the pilots, but the maintenance crew, how to service it, how to maintain it, and the operations and crew and understanding problems. And this is we're going to be looking at a few problems that um, come. And it's 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 what learning is, uh, learning, you heard that saying, learning by our mistakes, but this is not so much the man's mistakes, it's um, just inexperience um, you have there is a key in these situations. And I know one of the problems for airports around the world in the major cities, they were not long enough. And I know Sydney Airport even had to have one of their runways extended to accommodate such a large aircraft. And so with problems came solutions, but what came growth in understanding? And so this brings, and what this brings, it brings a broader clarification, if we want to look at the, consider the topic. And in what we see in this man defending the truth, we see Jesus defended by the blind man. We see even... Christian apologetics being displayed to his neighbors from verse 8 to 12. Let me read that. This is first his neighbors before the religious leaders. Verse 8 The neighbors, therefore, and they which before had seen him that he was blind, said, Is not this he that sat and begged? Some said, This is he. Others said, He is like him. But he said, I am he. Therefore said they unto him, How were thine eyes opened? He answered and said, A man that is called Jesus made clay and anointed my eyes and said unto me, Go to the pool of Siloam and wash. And I went and washed and I received sight. Then said they unto him, Where is he? He said, I know not. Remember, he never actually saw Jesus after he washed his eyes at the pool of Siloam yet. They brought to the Pharisees, verse 13. I won't go there because I'll look at that in a minute. Um... The power of God developed in this man, we see, comes about with what we would call persecution. And I'm not looking at persecution against Christians because at this point, this man hasn't... Like, he's believing, but as you would say, he's not saved yet. We see that towards the end of the chapter when he truly believes in the Son of God, but we'll get there in a minute. So, but in this persecution... In this, what you'd call quite severe bullying, for someone, he was, this man was previously ignored by his culture, by his condition that he had, long as he didn't get in their road and he kept out of it. He, he just, he sat there and, and begged, hoping whatever, anyone would have mercy on him and give him something. And now he was healed so he was healed physically by someone who he'd never met. And we learn that he, ever, he never knew who Jesus was. That shows you how no one really talked to him. Not even the religious crowd didn't help him at all or explain to him anything because he didn't even know about Jesus. And we'll, you, you may pick that up in a minute. Rises, he rises above the culture and he starts to defend the Lord Jesus and they say in verse 8 was this really a blind beggar was that he that sat and begged and and they they who caused it's it's they want to know who and not the why what how like well and um and so what i want to try and look at is in three stages in this Development in him clarifying very logically and simply what happened to him. And as we see this, we see him progress in his understanding himself as he's trying to explain it to them who Jesus is. And the first one comes from a statement from his neighbours, which we've already read there at the end of verse 10 how were thine eyes opened a question and he says in verse 11 a man that is called jesus made the clay and he's worked out and found out his name is jesus and they wanted to know what he had experienced he's simply telling them um, basically what had happened and secondly as it and this is where the Pharisees come into it because it was on the Sabbath miracle the people thought best to bring this man to the religious leaders the Pharisees and they could deal with it and they and we know again I say that they had done nothing to help him also and uh, they in their ignorance they had to go get his parents to identify him and from verse 18 onwards because they just didn't believe him and at the end of 18 they called the parents of him that had received his sights and when the pharisees denied Jesus's power and caused quite a division now in causing unbelief in all the other people the man said in at the end of 17b Jesus he is a prophet and Maybe he knows what he's doing here and knowing that he's going to stir them up in saying that. And we know the Old Testament prophets, as the Pharisees would have known, did wonderful things by the power of God also. And after the religious leaders attacked the man's faith, as we read, and they ended up attacking his parents and turning his parents against him, The man's family and the man's friend the Lord Jesus himself and cause what we see the people to not believe him at all we see a third statement by the end of well by 38 which we're jumping here and this is actually the third point but I'm just pointing out the third statement he says there in true faith and he said well let me read 37 well actually no we'll get to there in the next point let's And he said, Lord, I believe, in verse 38, and he worshipped him in true faith, in salvation, in true salvation. And the climax here of the man defending, which was the logic of the truth, and when we see there in verse 25, this is probably the key verse, and we know it, we should, He answered and said in verse 25 whether he be a sinner or no and he knew that he couldn't be because he had done such an amazing miracle as he testified. I know not one thing I know that whereas I was blind now I see. And this made them so angry and we understand that they cast him out of the synagogue and he was never actually In the synagogue, what it means cast out, it means he was separated from his family. And he would, like, you know he can see now, he would have been able to, and I'm no sure willing, would have gone and got a job and been a great benefit to society, but they've stopped him in his tracks from being a benefit. They had that power to... Basically, he was ostracised from everything that he loved, and knew now or was wanting to learn and so this was quite cruel and when we consider verse 34 yeah that's at the end there that's where they cast him out this was. This is what we see as the final remedy of an organised religion just cutting off people there's no re- seeking of forgiveness or restoration or it's it's obviously not god's way it's it's false and the pharisees wanted to get rid of the evidence and when i was considering that what are they doing today over there as we see on the news they're trying to eradicate israel and get rid of all the evidence and 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 the lying and we're seeing all over the world it's bringing out such Lies and 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 the father of all lies, the devil is definitely right in there, motivating it. It's very demonic, just the cruelty and the the falseness, and so and this causes people in these situations, and it'll be here, as we see, to be afraid and to not speak the truth. It's very. It's bullying. It's thuggery, and it's it's not new. As it's shocking to us to see the um, concentration of it now. It's only the Lord. It's it's it'll get worse, but the Lord's in control, and He heard, and He's hearing. As we need to pray for, as we do for Israel and for 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 those that are lost, even as we seek to witness, as we'll look in the next point. He heard that this verse 35 and may and as we close this point and look at the next third point may the grace of ours may the grace of God be ours to emulate such a defense of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ and in contending for the faith and it's going to come upon us whether we like it or not we're going to have to do it and God is allowing us grace now and preparing and we see the man's assessment in verse 31 now we know that God heareth not sinners but if any man be a worshipper of God and doeth his will him he heareth and he knew who Jesus was and when he come face to face and we can come face to face with Jesus in prayer before the throne of grace in repentance in confession of sin and putting our faith in him and Man's, his assurance there in verse 32: Since the world began, was it not heard that any man had opened the eyes of one that was born blind? They, he had not have heard of it before. It hadn't. We had, We. 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 And so he. And this was his assurance in that verse 33: If this man were not of God, he could do nothing. When we know the truth and its power, we must never hide it under a bushel we must let God work in us a greater understanding of who he is and what he would have us to do and isn't that what the Paul said straight away when his eyes were opened what would thou have me to do Lord the sphere of man brings a snare it brings blindness we don't have to be intellectual or even experience, because what we've got to realise, this man had no experience, because he hadn't had the opportunity to see anything, to do anything, to experience anything, but beg, blind. And so, what a wonderful testimony, of the power of God. Deliverance, let's finish. The power of God deployed, in verse 35 to 41, let me read those verses, then heard they, again had cast him out and when he had found him he said unto him dost thou believe on the son of god he answered and said who is he lord that i might believe on him and jesus said unto him thou hast both seen him and it is he that talketh with thee and he said lord i believe and he worshipped him and jesus said for judgment i am come into this world that they which see might not see see not might see sorry they which see not might see and that they which see might be made blind and some of the Pharisees which were with him heard these words and said unto him are we blind also? Jesus said unto them if ye were blind ye should have no sin but now ye say we see therefore your sin remaineth. They asked the question here we have deliverance and as we think just finishing off the illustration of the A380 it has now been bought by the airline, they've been convinced through its demonstration, and they have been taught how to operate it and fly it. Now it's deployed to the airline, and that deployment is handed over, and that means to take people where they want to go, their customers, where they can see the world as it is. They need to abide, obviously, with. They need to obey. There's designated flights. You can't just go to the airport whenever you feel like. You've got to book a ticket and you've got to go through the processes of getting there an hour earlier and going through all security and check baggage checking and all that. And then um, people have got to be obedient on the plane too. There's, there's a whole um, regulation there. And people believing... And they get on that plane knowing that through all what has been displayed and developed and trusting in the airline and deployed now, that they are going to be safe, that that plane is going to be reliable and get them there on time. And that is very exciting. As you could only imagine for that man for the first time he saw being blind from birth. And so the topic of deliverance is confession. He confessed the, the power of God and his eyes were opened. God opened the eyes of the heart of man His spiritual eyes, the light of life shone in brightly as it was dim and then it grew brighter through the work of God and then consummating in his salvation. What a wonderful work. And the blind man, even before that was consummated, he um, he defended the Lord Jesus. And then the Lord Jesus defended the blind man after he was cast out in 35 to 41 and there was a great divide a separation as we see in those last verses three verses that i read that the lord jesus confronted the pharisees with of their unbelief and um and there's a, there is a separation we see between unbelievers and believers um believers can see unbelievers can't they're in darkness there's as we know true and false believers and um and those that can see and those that are blind, and this is the greatest miracle we could say that that um we've looked at in the Gospel of John, they're all great and reveal the power of god but but he knew the Lord's voice up until this time, but he would never seen his face, and now, through conflict, through this turmoil this this bullying this persecution increased knowledge of jesus and he believed in the man that he believed was named jesus and that he believed that he was god's son as he testified and the son of god and jesus affirmed that he was and the beggar believed and was saved and he didn't what we need to understand there from verse 39 he didn't see and believe and then verse 40 and 41 because spirit, those are spiritually... Many that wanted to just... They wanted to see before they believed. They didn't want to... But he heard and believed. And he trusted and worshipped. And we see John ten, twenty seven. The Lord Jesus says, My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. And he heard the voice of the shepherd, the good shepherd. And both his eyes and his heart were opened. And this worship here is in the sense of, um, in verse 38, of a prostrate humility, like giving homage and adoration in prostration, like in that humbleness. And so he was very appreciative, very humble. God will never allow us to be tested beyond our breaking point. 1 Corinthians 10:13. There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted. Above that ye are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape, that ye may, may be able to bear it. The Lord found him cast out by a dead religious system. It was a Pharisee's opportunity in meeting the Lord face to face and hearing him and seeing the power of the gospel to repent and believe but they didn't and he excommunicated, well it was an excommunication of them and we see that Israel is a nation blinded towards Christ and Romans 11 today even 25 as the Apostle Paul says for I would not brethren that ye should be ignorant of this mystery lest Ye should be wise in your own conceits that blindness in part is happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentile come in, and until the fullness, the, the rapture, the end of the church age. Then the Lord, once He's taken His bride home, is going to do a work, and uh, and we pray for the peace of Jerusalem, for, of peace of Israel, and God at His. Be- this is the gospel. Just in finishing this. At its bare minimum, uh, just from knowing the name of the Lord, the one that had that wasn't a sinner, he said, if he could do this, he couldn't have been a sinner. And we only have to know his name and just start believing and God will increase. Like, and we think of, um, he listened to the word, he believed it, he obeyed it and experienced the grace of God and what we can do is we show people, as we sow that seed, also, and that is we have this wonderful opportunity as is being done in this church in giving tracts in letterboxes, and then the opportunity comes where you may be able to give one to someone that's at their mailbox, or that you engage in conversation with. That happens, praise the Lord, and we, and in that tract, it's you may, you may, they may not say anything, or they may ask you, what is this? You say it's. Gospel tract, and and they may inquire, and you can just say it tells you how you can have eternal life, how you know you can go to heaven, and uh, maybe that might develop into more of a conversation. And but the thing on it that I'm in, that in sowing that seed, it has the church address. And some do ring pastor, and it's usually because they're upset, we know. And, but some have come here, we know, through that tract. But they can come and see Jesus through the preaching of the word, through our fellowship. And they can learn, if they want to, like this man, by faith, how to worship him in salvation. And so there's that wonderful ministry within the tract of that, of coming, being able to come. And uh, see Jesus, and they may see him in the person that's giving it to him, in their kindness, or in another situation. That's you know, one watereth, a planteth, or soweth, and one watereth, and but it's God we know that gives the increase, and the light revealed through the healing from darkness, the blindness of sin. May we live lives of service to God day by day, as as light, you know, attracts. Bl- Flies well, insects and bugs, all the bugs, and so the glorious light of life, Jesus Christ attracts the nasties. You know, even if the bl- the vilest offender, the blindness of hearts to Himself in love and forgiveness. And uh, let's pray, Lord. We thank you for Your Word and this progression of this man's faith. Uh, into salvation lord believing with all his heart seeing with all his physical eyes and physical spiritual heart lord and we thank you um, lord for the testimony of what it is as we as believers need to also be able to defend the faith and and even though many will reject because of the common cultural conformity of of, of their lusts and their blindness and their greed and Lord we, we, we still have that testimony as he did to all the, his neighbours and to the religious leaders and they are accountable Lord and Lord you challenge them and our testimony should challenge and convict even the world Lord of right and wrong, darkness and light Lord And so, Father, we ask these things as you would bless us as we go now and consider these thoughts as we fellowship around the food tonight. We thank you for that and pray your blessing upon it, Lord, and those who have prepared it, Lord, as we encourage one another, as we can do that. And, uh, Lord, we pray for the challenge of being able to, Get the name of Jesus to people the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ in what he did and uh, how he died for each one Lord on the cross in suffering and death for their sin and we just thank you and pray that people may see the compassion the love of Christ through the message through the testimony as Christ showed to those he ministered to and drew them unto himself And Lord, we ask these things now and give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen.